Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. It's the fastest, it's the friendliest, and it's for all the family. The Gas Shocks 116 Trophy and 120 Coupe Cup are the fastest growing race series in the UK, taking in six one-hour races and eight sprints at all the top circuits. Visit 116trophy.com to find out more and get yourself behind the wheel. I'd like to introduce to the Backseat Driver Radio Show, Mike McColgan, Managing Director of Expressed Steel Panels, here in, well, what's today a slightly overcast Keithley, until the other day when it was nice and sunny. But Mike and Expressed Panels make basically what the name says, steel panels or replacement body panels for a whole host of cars, predominantly classic cars, both old and modern. Mike, welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Good morning. Welcome to Express Steel Panels. When did it all start? Well, the company became a limited company in 1990. Yeah. The company is owned by a couple called Jeff and Lynn Coates, yeah. who live in Cowling. Oh, right. And they retired from the company some five years ago now. Yeah. And they brought me in to run it and keep it going and move it on. So yeah. that's how I'm here. I'm not really an automotive guy, only that I have a love for cars. Right. Well, so I noticed sat in your office, there's quite a lot of uh, classic car related things knocking about, especially like myself, you do a lot of the uh, classic car rallies and the historic rallies and things like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a passion. We're, I'm very lucky. I haven't got to say this too often because the guys in the workshop don't like it, but I've been very lucky to find a job that's my hobby as well. Yeah. So, or one of my hobbies. So it's really good, you know. It's I'm a lucky man. That's yeah. what I am. But uh, so the 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 theory behind Jeff's life was he worked for uh, Peter Clark Autos in in Skipton. Yeah. And he was made redundant in the early eighties. And being a car man, he he took his redundancy package and went round buying all obsolete gear. Yeah. From all the Ford garages he knew or could find and began selling it at automobiles and that sort of thing. And yeah. It became apparent fairly quickly that panels were going to be a big problem. And he va- devised this process. It's a cobbling together of a number of different processes to yeah. do what we do. And it's quite... Nothing's actually unique, but when you put all the three of the components together it's very unique so this is why we're able to do what we do Um, and it's just it's very very interesting and going very well yeah so I mean the era of cars you cover or I mean what you might call obsolete cars in many ways aren't they cars no longer in production exactly what they are we call them you know our advertisement obsolete cars from the 50s 60s onwards yeah so uh, I think the earliest car we probably do is a a 100E. Oh yeah, Ford an Anglia. An Anglia or, a, or an Escort or whatever else you might call them back yeah, then. Yeah, so a prefix and things like that. Yeah. They had a whole host. Yeah, they, and they determined the specification of the car, yeah. didn't it? Whether it had lights and whether it had indicators. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had. And if it had a bit of chrome fitting <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was, um, that was the only car that we did that would not was not a, well, I forget the terminology for the the engines that they had. Yeah. Um, but that's the only model we do that was that type of engine. 
Um, oh, you mean like a side valve? A side valve. The, yeah. really word, the, the words escaped me. So that was the only side valve, valve model we did anything for. Yeah. So we don't do sit-up and vents or anything like that. Yeah. But console Capris, we do a lot of panels for 100Es, Ford yeah. Anglia 105Es, Hillman Imps, Avenger, all sorts. Mm. So I noticed when you come into reception, there's a, there's a, a big... Uh, display on the side with all the panels for all the cars you do you've like yeah. Ford Pumas and things like that yeah and most people don't realize that the manufacturers when they discontinue a car they very rapidly discontinue all the parts there's certain ones Mercedes-Benz still produce panels for everything but a lot of manufacturers when a car is discontinued they discontinue the parts for them not just body panels virtually everything very quickly well the the rules regarding cars and when they become obsolete it's exactly 10 years yeah. and a minute so oh. when they discontinue a car for instance they stopped the Escort in 2005 I think Yeah. 10 years and a minute after that day they scrap all the parts Right. because obviously it's not really in their interest for us to be keeping cars we love, they want us to buy new ones Yeah. so it's completely obvious business plan that you don't keep it old it's interesting you mean the German manufacturers are a good bit different. Yeah. Volkswagen still make a lot of parts for Mark 1 Golfs. Yeah. And you can still get parts for 356s and all sorts of things. Yeah. BMW is still very, very strong looking after their marks. Yeah. But what, if you like, you could term English cars, well, there aren't any anymore. <laughs> no, very, very true. I mean, this, I think it was a while ago now the most English car you could buy was a Honda. <laughs> Apart from the fact it was a Japanese name yeah. and, a, and a Japanese company, uh, they made them in England. I suppose you could say the BMW Mini is English. Well, it is, that's right. And the Mini, BMW, were very, very protective over the traditional Minis. Mm. It's the, you know, they keep control of what's made yeah. and by who and mm. when. So they they see it as a trademark, they see it as a brand and they don't like it to be interfered with. Yeah. So all these panels, I mean, how do you go about manufacturing them? I conclude you have to have original panels to start with. Yeah, that's that's the the start and the only thing that's quite unique. We probably have fourteen hundred panels in manufacture but we probably have 1100 panels yeah. waiting for the rainy day when somebody says can I have for instance this morning can you do a, a sill for a Escort Cosworth yeah well yes we can but we don't make them yet yeah the day will come where the Escort Cosworth guys go we need them we need them we need them yeah and so we'll start manufacturing them we're currently doing Subaru in Pretzes oh same thing they've got them you can't get them yeah, but we can make them because I think the problem with the Impreza was because they kept re they kept homologating new models. Yeah, the chain Impreza's changed an enormous amount over a short period of time. It did, but then lots of cars don't really change as much as you and I think. Yeah, you know, they, I mean, in the old the Ford Capris are a good example, but, and the first Cortinas cross flow and pre cross flow. Yeah. Well, they only really changed the front panel yeah. and the engine, obviously, but that's all the difference. So, yeah. you know, they didn't change a lot. The Mark 1 and 2 Escorts, same floor plan. Mm. Uh, Mark 3 and 4, same floor plan. 5 yeah. and 6, same floor plan. Most of the internals were the same. Yeah. Only the exterior ones where they changed the headlamps. So, they're more of a cosmetic change than more anything else. More often than not. And, and exactly why that is the case, we don't really know. 
but we have a we have a theory that it's because the tooling wears out. Right. So rather than put a new tool in exactly the same, well, let's change it a bit. We can facelift this car. We can make it a Mark Six. Yeah. Because the the, the Escort fives there's a five B and then a six. Right. We're only facelift. Yeah. You know, just a little <laughs> bit of a change. So our we surmised from that that there was a problem with the. 5B when they made the facelift when yeah. it wasn't selling because they didn't like it so they said well no we'll call it a 6 and change it yeah you know so there's lots of things that you won't get Ford won't tell you this BMW won't tell you this but from where looking from where we look and see what happens in the market there's a lot of that went on all yeah. along now to make panels to make body panels I mean I've been fortunate over the years to visit a lot of the major manufacturers and watch them make their body parts their body panels and they're stamped out in like big presses do you use the same method or do you use something completely because you're not producing them in the quantity no. that a manufacturer is for a current guy well this is where Jeff was a clever man and we do use stamping but we use a low melt alloy to create the tool oh so it's, uh, shall we say, it's reusable, mm. it's recyclable. Yeah. So, because the actual methodology was brought into place for for uh, prototypes, really. Mm. Uh, let's see what this wing looks like. Yeah. So they'd melt the alloy and then put a cast into it. Yeah. And then they'd be able to press a few to see what it looked like. Yeah. Now, they, that was, and that was the end of that, that they then made a steel tool and that went into production. Like right. you say, they, they press, I don't know, well, I think some of the tools would press maybe 150,000 panels before they'd need renewing. Yeah. The tool, the way we use it, we can only press about 20. Right. But that's ideal for the market that we're Because, I mean, servicing. you produce a lot of different body panels for lots of different cars, but because they're now older cars, they're classic cars, you won't need to produce them in the quantity of a production. Well, the market isn't there. No, there's no market for anybody to want 200 panels for a Ford Cortina. Yeah. Whichever Cortina you pick. Yeah. And, and uh, so it's the the way the operation works is because we have the original. Yeah. And because we use the low mount alloy, mm. we don't damage the original. Right. We use that to cast. Yeah. For want of a better description. Right. And so. And then once it's been cast, we turn the heat off. Yeah. We open the press, take the original panel out. Yeah. In what we term as a tub. And put it away safely. <laughs> put it back in the cupboard for the next time. Yeah. And then we can press 20, sometimes 30. Yeah. And that's enough to keep us going yeah. until we need it again, if you see what I mean. So yeah. that's the process. Yeah. Um, which tend to be the most popular or most in demand panels? Because, I mean, before we went on air, you were saying, it's not just England, you have a global market for these. We do. It, it really all depends on, a lot of our his, historical market is where British cars went. So yeah. we, we supply Hillman Avenger, Hillman Imp, Ford Escort, Mark 1 and 2 parts to Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. But also, for instance, the Hillman Avenger was called the Plymouth Cricket and they put them into America. Yeah. So there's panels go there. Uh, Sierras are kind of quite a new car for us but very very popular yeah. and again the Americans had what they called the XR4 Ti yeah. which was like our XR4 hybrid had a turbo on it yeah. 
uh, under the Mercury badge. So there's nowhere we can't go and if we can lay our hands on original panels so we can keep the mm. quality, there's nothing we can't really do. Can you use a panel that's been taken off a car or does it have to be a new one? It really depends. We can, if it's the last panel in the world, it yeah. depends how good it is. Mm. If, it, and you know, if it's a bit tatty, it won't do. No, if, if it's rusted away, yeah. you'd have to rebuild it. So then you lose the authenticity. For instance, yeah. you might, you could find a wing for an escort and it looks fine when it's painted. Yeah. And then the first thing we would do is put that away and get it stripped. So that we got back down to bare metal, you yeah. might only get thirty percent or fifty percent of the panel back. Yeah, because so I mean, no the problem. one thing I do know is when somebody's having a car restored or having a, the proper job done, the shells are dipped, yeah. which means all the panels are dipped. Um, what doesn't look a bad shell or a bad wing when it comes back looks like a laced oily. <laughs> very often, very often the case, you see. So we can use yeah second hand if we think they're fit for purpose yeah but we don't like to because even that some of the uh, original panels we had mm. uh for instance we've done panels for minis whereby i've bought new old stock yeah back panels and they haven't been right but that's for a mark one you know yeah mark one mini finished in 63 so um you can find them but then you get them and they look fine, but then why have they been sat in that chap's garage for 60 years, mm. you know? Because they don't fit. <laughs> so we have that problem to get over, but the marketplace has changed up to probably, I don't know, maybe let's say 1995, maybe a little bit later, you could go to an auto jumble and buy panels everywhere. Yeah. Because the motor industry changed, and whereby garages would have had stock. Mm. It's a Ford garage, it'll have... Because it's like you just said, the guy that st started it used to go to the dealers yeah. and buy up their old stock old and stock. things like that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I can remember going to the car shows years ago and say you had a Ford Cortina, you had a Hillman Avenger or whatever, you could more or less come away with a complete body for it. Yeah. Okay, well, component form, but you could go with everything you needed. They were they were there because you know the garages had them, and as the garages businesses write stock off, so then somebody lands and buys it all stock off. It, it's a bit of a bonus. Yeah. But they might not be good quality. They might be old and rusty and yeah. destroyed. But then you find some gems, and so that's what. It's the way, we, for instance, we have had to take a Hillman Imp to pieces. Yeah. Because we couldn't find the panels. Right. Uh, but they, and we had to pay, I'm going to say, big money for a Hillman Imp shell. Yeah. But the shell was actually from California. Oh, right. And so technically it should have been in good condition. Well, it wasn't because it's nice and warm and hot and dry. Uh, well, we, and they, they, it is. We only had one panel off it that yeah. was an issue. But everything else we've been able to dip and get it back and say yeah we can go with that yeah so oh, the hillman imps have got a, a a fair support yeah mechanism now and we do the same and we'll do it for anybody's car we're doing honda s2000 arch repairs no oh. because they said can you help i said can we get an original panel yeah yeah you can right well we can help because they they were scarce the original panels and yeah. they've gone all together now but because we were it they were the club themselves were, if you like, front runners and thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. They said, well, you buy these now and, and then we'll buy them off you. Yeah. And we've made quite a few panels for them. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do the man not be funny, do the manufacturers ever come on to you for panels? No, we make some uh, 
we make some panels for car modifiers should we say yeah uh, limousines and hearses and that sort of thing we make some very specialist stuff yeah that sort of outfit but no we don't hear from car manufacturers at all and it's quite interesting we you know with uh, we were talking about Ferraris and Astons and that sort of thing. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the thing about a Ferrari and an Aston is it, they tend to use what's called Superleggera, which is there's this beautiful, thin, tubular frame made of alloy that the panels are then, the steel panels are then hung on and put over. Yeah. The problem is the alloy and the steel react, and that's why they all fall in bits again. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is these are all hand-built panels. Mm. And like we were saying, you can get yourself a beautiful Aston Martin, a classic Aston Martin, get your tape measure out and discover it's an inch longer on one side than the other because they were all handmade. And that's obviously would be a problem for us because if we made a, a wing for a, a Vantage, yeah. which we could do, yeah. it might not fit every model. So why would you do that? I mean, but I mean, these guys really should be thinking about their process a little bit more, but it's difficult because there might, I don't know, I, because we're not in those circles, I don't know how many Astons there are, yeah. how many Vantages are, how many DB7s, I don't know. Yeah. So, but they could probably look to us to say, well, we want 10 of these a year, yeah. and we could give them, you know, give us the ones you want every time, yeah. and they might be better off working from the panels and building this, the panel and then put them on a cock in afterwards if you like yeah <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, but then you see the panels were the most difficult bit because they would only be mass producing things yeah you know so Fiat wouldn't have been interested in pressing you know, even 200 Testarossa yeah. wings at all they wouldn't be interested it wouldn't be cost effective yeah it's easier to get a man to do it which is well this is again this is a bit of theory because as you said we don't talk to them they don't know others I yeah. don't think now, you mentioned Fiat there. Besides the raft of English cars, um, you just said like the Honda S2000, do you produce much for foreign-built cars? Uh, not a lot. It's growing, but you see, we're, we're only a small outfit. Yeah. We're not, we're not really looking for work. I mean, that sounds a bit crass, really, doesn't it? We're always looking for work. Yeah. But, but it's not... We're not without it, if you see yeah. what I mean. So we wait for people to come to us, really. I mean, we do the classic car shows and want to talk to everybody. Yeah. So we're not hiding our, you know, under a bushel or anything. Yeah. But it's quite, it's quite difficult to grow because of the skills that I need these guys out here to have. Yeah. You know, they don't grow on trees and they don't grow in Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's just no. If we were in Coventry, we could probably yeah. go a lot quicker because there's a lot of guys down there still doing old style work. Yeah. Jaguar Land Rover, Aston Martin. There's a company called AH Spares that. Austin Healy's. Austin Healy's almost build them now because they've been able to take pressings from us. Yeah. And they've got guys who've got the skills to finish them. Yeah. Uh, but I can't poach them, they won't move north. They right. don't know how nice it is up here, but they... No, so they won't come to Yorkshire. Uh, says, says me, Yorkshire's favourite Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, as time goes by and as cars become obsolete, do you keep an eye on what the next thing is to be... Well, well, and we how do you go about well, deciding it? It's kind of guesswork and kind of looking back to see what happened. Yeah. Uh, motorsports a big a big plus if a car gets into motorsport yeah 
there's likely to be people wanting to keep them. Yeah. Uh, so the cause escort Cosworth, we knew, and I think ten years ago they bought a Cosworth shell and took it to pieces. Yeah. Because you couldn't go to the auto jumblers because escort Cosworth weren't out there. Yeah. So we have the panels waiting for a rainy day. We do the floor pans at the moment for them. Uh, but we don't do much else. But you see, people who've got them have always looked after them. So yeah. There's not many. Well, the problem was a lot got nicked as well, didn't they? So well, they could come back crumbled. Well, yeah, <laughs> and you know, it's it's like uh, well, it's like everything. You look back the RS eighteen hundred. Oh yeah. For the Mark Two, the Escort world's a massive world mm. in rallying, as you know. Yeah. Well, um, you can't attend a classic rally without there being a raft of Mark 1s and especially Mark 2 Escorts there, a lot of which didn't start life as rally cars, but they got turned into them. Well, that, that's right, and uh, we've had some, we were talking earlier about not having contact with manufacturers, we've had a lot of contact with Ford. Yeah. They they approved our panels because they were getting a little bit cross for people bringing in RS1800s from South Africa, because the guys at Ford said, there were never any RS1800s in South Africa. Yeah. We know exactly how many there are. Yeah. And we don't like the fact that people are buying them and spending big money on them. Yeah. And they're not getting the real McCoy. Yeah. You know, we don't mind them being replicas. That's yeah. fine. We've no issues with that. But don't be selling cars that aren't RS1800s as yeah. RS1800s. And I was, we were able to save a Mexico. Uh, Chappie had bought wings off us 10 years ago. Mm. And he'd moved house and he sent the form in yeah. to the DVLC and DVLA, 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 and they they rejected the car because it didn't have the wings on and it didn't have the stamps where they needed the stamps. Yeah. So I said, well, let me talk to them. Rung the chap and said, this fella is having trouble because he's moving house. He won't, he's not looking to sell it. He's just changing his logbook. Yeah. And. I can't prove that he put the wings on, but I can prove that he bought them off us in such a day. Yeah. And they gave me P5 on the back of that. Right. So, but they're only really interested in the sports cars sort yeah. of thing. So, whenever they've been a bit sporty, there's a good chance they're going to come through. We do seven, Evo 789 arch repairs. Right. Because, again, people are keeping them. And there's money in them, so they can see the value of keeping them yeah. in good nick. Um, we started on Renault 5s. Oh, right. Because, um, of course, with Renault 5s, you have the Renault 5, and then you go up to the, <coughs> the Gordinis, yeah. the Alpines, uh, the Maxi, Maxi Turbos, yeah. all which had different wings fitted to them. They did, and but then the Mark 1... Yeah, the simplest one. is 90% is the same as the Gordini. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just odd bits change. Yeah. And the... The Mark is the same. It's a little bit difficult in France because, well, I hope I don't upset any French people, but the laws in the land of, of Europe are that anybody can sell anything anywhere. Yeah. In France, you can't sell a car panel for a French car. Oh. So I can't technically sell in France. Yeah. If they, they'll confiscate it at customs. No. Oh. And it's, I mean, doesn't really apply to us because we don't really get involved but yeah. there are a few manufacturers who make panels for French cars and not allowed to sell them in France because Renault don't want it to happen Peugeot don't want it to happen and one thing and another even though they're not making them themselves yeah you know uh, and so there's a, a European law that the French are ignoring 
Right. Probably not the first time. <laughs> if you see what I mean. But yeah. uh, so we don't do a lot in France, but in in Italy they they look after theirs. They've got companies who make Fiat five hundred bits. Yeah. The old ones, the new ones, everyone, you know, so that that's quite well supported. Yeah. In Germany the same as we were saying. So although we don't really break into those areas for instance we do well i say we're, we're beginning to we do a lot for the bmw 2002 oh yeah but we're just through one agent yeah because they supplied us with the originals so yeah we make them for them and uh we're trying to get into america because mm. from a business point of view it's the biggest market for classic cars yeah by a long way and they seem to have a lot going on and a lot of coverage yeah but i'm sure that there's panels that are being missed that we could make yeah. because of the volume side of things so we're trying to there's you know we're still not scratching the surface really yeah of what we could achieve if we can find stuff yeah if we can find panels <laughs> if we've got enough time you know it's just but is, the, is the building big enough? yeah well no but there you go you see <laughs> and we're in a big building <laughs> it just keeps going and going and going you see. yeah so so from the point of view of the business the, but the thing about us is we are car enthusiasts as well right we run annie the hillman avenger estate car oh do you yeah oh yeah if you've not seen her knocking about she knocks about she's uh she's done as the the roots rally cars were yeah but where they were the chrysler blue yeah she's express green right <laughs> so and she knows about a little bit she lives in cowling and and then and uh, the production manager yeah he's got an illman imp right and his son had a mini and now he's got an opal cadet so it, we've got problems <laughs> you know we have been afflicted by the disease i was going to say it does get old of you don't it yeah I mean, I've always been into old cars, initially because I couldn't afford new cars, and as <laughs> yeah. time's gone on, you suddenly realise that old cars have character, you've got to be able to drive them. I'm known for not being a fan of mod... I knock about in a little... in a well, it's a 19-plate Fiat Panda, but right. I just like Fiat Pandas, I right. just think they're a load of fun to drive. They're what you will, In my opinion, it's the modern 2CV, and I love, literally love Citroën 2CVs. Yeah. Um, so, from your own point of view, you're a bit keen on doing a bit of rallying, aren't you? Well, I do like it. I'm not in a position to do it. It's a shame. I'd love to. We, we follow rallies. You know, There's nothing better for me to see a, an Escort or a Manta 400 or, a, or an Illman Avenger go yeah. sideways on a hairpin. I think it's one of the greatest sights I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> now, that, I know that ages me, and I know it saddens people who think I'm a proper saddo, but the fact is, I saw Jimmy McRae and Russell Brooks on Oliver's Mount yeah. in Scarborough when they were 19, uh, 89, yeah. and they, they came up the hill and went round the corner sideways, yeah. and it was like watching something off streets of San Francisco. Mm. It was just fabulous watching it, and I've always, you know, from that day to this, everything else has got in the way, obviously. Yeah. Marriage, mortgage, kids, but I still always love it. And we go up to Grisdale, or we go. We sponsored uh, a chap called Barry Jordan, who. Either that name rings a bell somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well, he's a, a big, well, a big man. He, he's a, a great supporter of the BTRDA. Yeah. And he runs Avengers and all sorts. He runs Mitsubishi Galant. He's got 
what's probably the fastest Avenger ever been built. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic thing. And he bends it down again, so it's got one or two of our panels on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're quite keen on these events if they put a tight corner in where somebody's likely to bend one a little well, bit. Not no. damage it badly, but it'll need a new front wing. No, don't, now don't be upsetting me customers. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but you see, the rally guys, as you know, they're kind of a little bit of a different breed. Um, the, I mean, rally driving, it's like a form of like mild insanity in a way. It, <laughs> it is. It is. And, and, uh, and that's a sport that gets you. Yeah. But, but to watch, and some of the guys spend so much money in it that it's absolutely frightening. Yeah. And it's, it's a shame that it's not being supported as it should really, but then the world changes, doesn't it? Mm. You see, not being disparaging about any other form of motorsport, but yeah. I'd prefer a forest rally to PTCC. Yeah. I just do. I think it's more fun. Even though they're not racing against each other. Yeah. <clears throat> it just, that's... I think the other thing is as well, I know we're slightly drifting off subject, but uh, classic rallying, historic rallying is oh, yeah. proper rallying. I mean, I won't name the co-driver, but he is a very famous old co-driver who, when I was chatting to him, I wasn't interviewing him, about rallying as a whole and the modern rallying and everything else and his comment was i don't think modern rallying should be referred to as rallying he said because it isn't <laughs> i mean they're very fast and they're very spectacular mm. but he said he said rallying's not a nine till five job he said but if you look at modern rallying it is a nine till five job oh, there yeah. was a there was a, a big rally not long ago and it rained and all the roads turned muddy and all the drivers complained <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. historic boys uh, chucked them knobbly tires on lads yeah. rough <laughs> and they also did it for four days yes not four hours yes and they had to have spotlights <laughs> fitted and things like that yeah. they, they, they could see where they were going yeah. But far from the sounds of it, expressed steel panels is isn't going anywhere. It's only going forwards. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's difficult. Yeah, uh, and times are quite difficult at the moment. Covid hasn't helped us. Yeah, Brexit hasn't helped us at all. Yeah, um, the French haven't helped you. But the <laughs> No, I, I say that because the, the one, the only, the French diva herself will be listening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's, um, but then it's still, it's going forward. It is yeah. going forward, and we, and we want to know. We, we want to know what people want. Yeah. People got um, if they've got old panels, we'll buy them. Yeah. You know, it's not a case. And well, I'm not looking for a. Cheap do we yeah. know the market price of things? You know, yeah. we know what cars are worth and what people will pay. We don't expect to pay less. Yeah. But the good thing, if they're a bit philanthropic, yeah, and they look at it, what they'll do is, if I haven't got one and they sell me one, yeah, that might keep those cars on the road. Yeah, for an item really. <coughs> and as we all know, classic cars have paid their green and environmental dues, <laughs> and they'll better looked after them most. But it's yeah, very true. Mike Coglan. MD of Express Steel Panels, a Yorkshire firm here in Keithley, setting the world of classic cars alight. Thank you very much for joining me on the Backseat Driver Radio Show. You're welcome. Thanks very much for coming.
Rarely beaten on price, never beaten on service. Whether it's cars, bikes or commercials, Hoddy Tyres are the best in the business. And when it comes to tyre expertise and advice, to supplying the correct tyres for your vehicle's specific requirements, nobody comes close to David Lakin and the Hoddy Tyres team. So give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytyres.co.uk. Thank you.